This is not an expert podcast. Check out the Do Overthink It podcast, where host Emily speaks with our very own Megan about her trials and tribulations that have shaped her into the woman that she has become today. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Is everybody hearing just Megan and not the rest of us? Yes. Yes. That's what we want. Cool. You can't hear my voice in your headset, right? Right, yes. Okay, great. Um, it's uh, hard to tell which Megan you're talking oh, about yeah. since there, <laughs> there's so many now. Um, Sorry, I'll just refer to you as babe for the rest of the day. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. Uh, the number of Megans are multiplying. If they, anyone would like to refer to me by my last name, that is totally fine. I'm totally Another cool being well. called Detox. Are we going Detox or Duroc? <laughs> Detox. It's I gotta mean, be Detox. I guess Preserve you guys can anonymity. do Detox. Yeah. yeah. Anonymity. Um, the other thing is that we're going to, um, the title of this episode, so it's probably going to be our fourth episode. Okay. Um, we've recorded three others in yesterday and today. So this one's probably, uh, no, I'm sorry. This one will be the fifth most likely. Um, and so you'll see it, uh, it'll come up, uh, it'll say like, I think we we're gonna name it. What was it? A tale of two Megans. Oh yeah, a tale of two <laughs> Megans, and then okay. it'll it's a be, great name. <laughs> it'll be um, featuring Megan Duroc, and it'll confuse people, but I don't give a shit. We're very used to that. I told them that um, we used to have to like introduce ourselves to people by being like, "I'm Megan," and "I'm Megan," and no, we're not joking. <laughs> yeah. This is why. Yeah. I wanted uh, to have, hey, are we gonna are we gonna go by Megan and Megan or Megan and Megan or Megan and Megan? <laughs> well, and I we were always like, um, I'm the Megan who's dating Electra, and right. that's the <laughs> Megan who's Electra's friend. Um, just to give you some yeah. context, because that I was remember <laughs> complicated. We, I think I went I went ring shopping with you and with Electra, and so I think when I went with Electra, they were like, oh, so you two. And I was like, no, I'm from Megan. There's a different Megan who she's about to be engaged to. Yep. Um, but yeah, anyways, that uh, is, our, is our tale of two Megans. That's it. That's the whole thing. End oh, of episode. All right, I'll, see, I'll been, see you guys later. Yeah. Um, wow, I don't even have to talk about all the crazy cult stuff. <laughs> um, I've been reading about the Freemasons today. Uh, I I stuck with um their like official website because uh, okay, I, cool. I I read like a few other articles, um, but all of them were basically just saying like, no, there's nothing going on with them. Why would you even think that? Um, so. And, yeah, I yeah. interviewed both of my parents who were Yay! involved, and uh, she did the work, y'all. Asked like the real questions, and you know, my yeah. mom still maintains some things. She's like, "Oh, well, that's my secret work, and you can't, I can't tell you about that." Um, that's really interesting. Well, I also so hold on, let's uh, let's do our intro um, first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Um, where do we want to start? This is not an expert podcast. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. Uh, my name is Kevin. Dev. It's your boy Michael. Um, it's uh, Megan. And, and then the second Megan. <laughs> and other Megan. 
uh, joining us from my home in Colorado, uh, remote location. So we're here in Georgia, and she's in Colorado, and we are just video conferencing in or audio conferencing in. Yep. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, my name is Megan. Similar to other Megan, I grew <laughs> up in Aurora, Colorado. Um, dissimilar to other Megan, I currently still live in Colorado. I live in Parker, Colorado with my incredible fiance, um, who is other Megan's uh, friend and former co-worker. So yeah, that's just a little about me. And then the, the interesting thing that we're going to talk about is the fact that my parents met each other through the Freemasons and kind of like growing up with cult parents. <laughs> um, so uh, if you guys listened to our first episode, I talked about DIA and how it was built by the Freemasons, the Freemasons. And then I said, I don't know. I couldn't find much info on them, but I think they're a cult. And then I just moved on. Uh, and Megan took it upon herself to message me and be like, uh, yeah, I have some I have some backstory <laughs> on the Freemasons, so you don't have to not know who they are anymore. Kind of a cult. <laughs> um, they came across as very culty, mainly because um, I did I did some research uh, and all I could really find is that they have meetings where they practice having meetings. And I was like, <laughs> that's fishy. They only yes. let men join. Um, they're a fraternity. They view themselves apparently 13 out of the 39 signatures on either the Constitution or the Declaration. I don't remember which has 39 six signatures, but apparently 13 of those signatures belong to Freemasons. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, people, I mean, obviously they've been involved in like national treasure, which is fictional, but um, I think definitely put a target on their back. Michael apparently does not believe that national that was treasure not, was that was that was real life. Nicholas Cage, he knew everything. He knew what was going on. That was on. real. That, that was, was not real, right? a movie. They Nicholas recorded Cage a documentary. Is okay. the person in charge of tracking down the national treasure? Yeah. Um yeah, so the other the other weird thing and this is kind of where I want to start that I that I found about the Freemasons um is that they said that you must believe in the existence of a supreme being. Um, although Freemasonry is not concerned with the theological distinctions or particular religious beliefs. And so they won't let atheists or agnostics join. Um, however, but like, I guess you can you can join as long as you believe in something. So I think that uh, that could be God, that could be Satan, that could be flying spaghetti monster. They don't care what it is. They just want you to be susceptible to believing in something you can't see which also seems very predatory so so to you go ahead of, and dive in other yeah let's let's talk about that so to become a mason any male person can become a mason if they know a mason and they believe in one supreme being and mm. the first book of the Bible. Genesis? So, yes. So a lot of it is based around memorizing and doing specific rituals around the Bible. 
So, which is very culty. Anything that involves you to memorize and perform rituals on a regular basis is gives off cult vibes. Absolutely. So that is kind of how I distinguish. My mom vehemently denies that it's a cult and has, tells me all the time she's like, "We're not a cult because we're not malicious." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you don't have to be malicious to be a cult." And I think the involvement in social, religious, and emotional and like controlling the way that you live your life is a cult, you know, if, mm-hmm. if they're religiously and emotionally controlling you, that's a cult behavior, which is why I believe it's a cult and why my father, who is a former member of the Freemasons, believes it's a cult. So, so um, my first question for you, I guess, uh, is how is your mom involved? Like, how does she just like live by their principles, but can't officially be one? Or like, how does she identify herself as a Freemason and as a female? So to kind of talk about that, we kind of have to talk about the structure of the Freemasons, mm-hmm. which there are different wings of it. So there are Masons and Demolays. Demolays are young Masons, so Masons who are not 21 yet. And mm-hmm. then there's the women's side of it, which is Eastern Star, Job's Daughters, and Rainbow Girls. Oh, I would like to be a Rainbow oh Girl. My that God. sounds Wait, fucking fun. Can I be a Rainbow Girl too? Michael actually? would like <laughs> to be a Rainbow Girl with me. That sounds like a fucking blast. You have to be assigned female at birth to be a rainbow girl, sadly. And you also have to be under the age of 20. So I also don't like that. That's two strikes against me straight up. That's basically uh, gives me also uh, molestation vibes. You have to be under a certain age and also have a specific set of genitalia. Yes. That yeah. is absolutely like what is required. Um, yep. Eastern star women, Job's daughters, rainbow girls, all of these groups are not allowed in Mason meetings. Mm. The only people who are allowed in Mason meetings are Masons. But Eastern star and the Bethels and the groups underneath it all have their own practices their own memory work and their own secret work, which is what my mom calls it and what people in there call it. And my mother cannot discuss secret work with me and she will not discuss whatever secret work she did with the Freemasons and with Job's daughters specifically. Do you have any theories as to what the secret work is? Yes. I fully believe that it is backing specific government things, specific Mm. government campaigns, and moving around specific funding and stuff and voting in specific ways and moving around resources to allow Masons to become more successful. That um, actually is something uh, that I read about, like with the with the rising of the Freemasons, um, that they basically got that by getting people to back them because they all went to like a lodge together um, and uh, would then get their lodge members uh, to, 
use their influence and the people like with the people around them to move themselves to positions of power. Um, actually, the reason that uh, the Freemasons were involved in the building of DIA or could have been, they said they were only involved in the commencement ceremony, but was because the mayor of Denver at the time was um, a Freemason. And so I know that they work themselves up like through political ranks um, and use their influence uh, around the people or over the people around them to like get higher up and be elected. I think also beyond the political realm, we also have like the military realm, which is Mm. something that I want to touch on specifically because my grandfather was a high-ranking, top-secret, I'm not even sure what level he worked with the Air Force at, um, but then he was started working with NASA and Lockheed Martin through the space race um, and did specific designing and engineering of different spacecrafts while he was a Mason. So the involvement goes on to every in my opinion, every top secret level of the United States. And it's been that way since the conception of the United States. One thing Mm. my mom has told me was, oh, well, the way that they portray the revolution in history books, it's not true. The Masons and Masonic lodges were how the revolution was started. You can thank the existence of this country on the Masons. I don't know if I believe that. And I don't know if I believe that either, but I do think (laughs) that their involvement was notable for the entirety of American history as we know it. Yes, Um, that I agree with. As soon as like white people got to America, I I have to express that as well because I don't believe Native right. Americans were Masons. I, so I, I definitely I have no You're saying that, that way. Masons are like, you're saying that they're older than the United States itself. Yes. Right? Yes. How old do you think that they are? So like, this is something. Didn't they go back to like the Crusades? This is something I did a little bit of reading on. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, it made it all, like, I'm sure you have a better answer, but they said that apparently some of their, like their exact origin cannot be traced but it's believed that like around the 1500s because the the Masons are supposed to be like stone workers and it was built on like the stone worker principles because I guess they had principles aside from just like lay stone well. Um, So they said that the like exact origin got lost, I think. Um, But the guess is like the 1500s and Megan, I'm sure, can expand upon that. Absolutely. So a lot of the traditions in Freemasonry date back to actual stone masons. That's what they did. They they built things, which is why they are associated with a lot of buildings and historical sites. Um, I think you're right on the 1500s. Specifically, younger masons are called demolays. And that dates back to like 16th century France with Mm. a specific king who um, was involved with the Masons. And so they are called Demolays for that reason after that That specific king. Um, I don't, again, I don't know the specific origins um, necessarily, but I do know that they at least date back to 16th century France. 
So. Pretty cool. Well, yeah. kind of, kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. Kind of scary. I don't know how I feel about that. Kind of terrifying. They've infiltrated <laughs> everywhere. I mean. So, what, so another question. Why would your mom even identify herself a Freemason? We're talking about a secret society here, right? So. Why would you want to. My know, mom doesn't bring it up unless I ask. Okay. So. How I know my parents were involved in it was I directly asked my mom, hey, mom, how'd you meet dad? And mm-hmm. she was like, I was at a dance for Malays and Job's daughters. Uh-huh. And that's how I met your father. And she tells me this hilarious story about how she was getting side eyed by my grandmother because my grandmother was never a Job's daughter to be a Job's daughter. You have to have a male relative who is a Mason. Mm. Interesting. But to become a rainbow girl, you don't have to have a male family member in. But if you have a son after you become an Eastern star from a rainbow girl, that son can become a Demolay and then a Mason. So that it's very like complicated bloodlines but my mother was the highest ranking Job's daughter in Colorado at that time. This wow. just sounds like a very, this sounds like a made up hierarchy from a Nickelodeon cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to follow it. And I'm like, how does, how does this work? Um, <laughs> Rainbow daughter. What, is, what was the, um, the Eastern star? Is that what you called it? Yes. Who are they? Eastern star is an organization of adult women who have who are involved in the organizing of events for masonry i see so they've they literally divided up people in classes based on what they will be good at could you be both a job's daughter and an eastern star so job's daughter is kind of like a specific branch and a specific age group of um so if you are a job's daughter when you are younger you can become an eastern star Mm. so eastern star is only adult women um job's daughters are women in between the ages of 12 and 20 who have a male family member who is an active mason oh okay so that it's, it's very it. specific. So my mother was a Job's daughter and had the tasks of being a Job's daughter because her father was an active Mason and her uncle was a 44th degree Mason, which is a very, very high ranking Mason. How many degrees can he go up to? 44. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. So he was yeah, up there. He okay. Was there. He, he was, was way up there. He was all right. He was the like one of the top ranking masons in the united states and then my mother was honor queen of her bethel for several years and she worked through the ranks from about the age of 12 to become honor queen of her bethel which is the name of like their groups um, we uh, we all have like little smiles creeping onto <laughs> our faces because it really does sound like something from like 
old England. (laughs) It is crazy. And um, I can send you guys a couple photos. I talked to my mom about the photos that I have of the Masonic temples and my mom in them and all of my mom's senior photos. She is in kind of this crazy off-white floor-length bell-sleeved dress with this ornate rope wrapped around like her midsection and that was her honor queen robe it sounds totally made up it's totally crazy yeah no, that's like taekwondo rules I'm no <laughs> it, it feels like it feels um, like we just like encounter just a secret monarchy just underneath the u.s that no one's known about um it's uh i was gonna say definitely send those pictures our way uh one of the things we can do once we put this episode out is post them on our instagram uh to give people some uh visuals oh yeah for sure so that way yeah as long as she's okay with that um yeah, I, at the moment at the moment it has seven followers so woo! i'm not too worried we have seven now yeah <laughs> oh, snap. um it does include dev this time <laughs> oh dev you're following us now finally <laughs> yeah let's go um but uh so i wouldn't be too worried about uh privacy issues but of course if that's any concern uh of hers then i won't put it but as long as she's okay with that i definitely would love to post it yeah i might have to edit out some faces before i can send them to you because yes there's a lot of people who i'm sure would not want to be known and be associated with it and one of like the main cornerstones of masonry is you cannot ask people to become a mason oh you cannot ask people to become a job's daughter or a rainbow girl you cannot ask them you they have bumper looking... stickers that say ask one to become one and that's all they say that a lot of I them saw will that. wear it's that, the... like, that'll have on their cars are there say, masons in atlanta one. oh absolutely yeah i was gonna say it's like ask and then the number one and then it's the number two and then it's b e and then it's the number one again yeah so it looks oh. like ask 12 b1 ask 12 b1 <laughs> that makes sense it it is um yeah it's so, it's utterly so said, strange <laughs> so, so you said that you can't ask to become one so you have to uh so you have to be invited no no, no, she's, saying, no, no she's saying yeah you can't be invited to be one you have to seek it out yourself oh. and want it yes. for yourself yeah. um oh. i definitely saw that in there uh, i actually copied like and pasted from their um website like who can be a freemason um and in there it just says uh where is it oh your decision to apply is based on your own in air quotes free will and accord which made me uncomfortable that they put that in quotes <laughs> um <laughs> but from their own website yeah. i think it comes from the idea that they want to be selective so it's people who want to become one, but then you do have to pass through their tests to actually become one. Uh, so they have memorization tests that you have to pass. I, I kind of relate it to Scientology, which I'm sure my mother would hate me making that comparison. <laughs> oh, um, no. But you have to remember large amounts of scripture, specific actions, um, and specific religious practices and you have to be able to show that you know those religious practices 
and like answer three questions and do a secret handshake to get inside a temple. It's the Mensa Club, but for this is um, I kind of only want to learn the God. secret handshake, and that's it. This is like if we were all teenagers and we had a lot of time, time on, on our, our hands. Hand, <laughs> this is what we would do. The <laughs> only thing is that I would say that women are definitely allowed. I would not stand <laughs> for. Um, well, tell us other interesting yeah, things. I ahead. don't have like a, necessarily a strict form of like questions. I just want you to tell us all of the information that you got. I know that you interviewed your parents, so. Absolutely. Um, so earlier when talking to my mom and I wrote this quote down because I thought it was super interesting. She specifically said the creation of the country that you are standing in is a direct result of masonry. And you were standing in the U.S. at the time. Yes. So (laughs) I was like, everything around me, in my mother's opinion, is a result of of masonry. And it's also interesting because when I was in high school, I, of course, got curious because I would tell people, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, my parents met in the Freemasons. And they'd be like, whoa, that's a cult. And I would be like, yeah, well, kind of. (laughs) Um, And so it got to a point where I was asking my mom enough questions about it. And she says, if you're really curious, you can always join. (laughs) But uh, so that kind of confuses me because uh, in there, you know, who can be a Freemason they say that you have to be motivated to join for reasons unrelated to personal gain or profit. Um, and so I don't think that you joining because you're curious to have answers to your questions would uh, fall under their jurisdiction of who can join. No, I don't think it would. Although my mom kind of, I think, has this attitude and it's probably a result of being so high ranking and being in a family that was so high ranking she was like oh if you want to get in you can get in like I can I can walk you right through that door and my mom has been inactive in Eastern Star for 20 years but I fully believe that given the opportunity if I had shown interest she would have become more involved again with it um, do you because think that she misses Sorry. it mm. Do you think that she's become inactive because your stepdad isn't, like, a Freemason? Or do you think it's, like, just because life has gotten in the way and you have, like, a ton of siblings? Or, I do think it is a result of the fact that my mom has seven kids. Mm. And it's just too much for her to manage to have seven children and be fully involved in this group where you have to pay dues. It is expensive. That's mm. another thing that people don't talk about. But again, it's really similar to Scientology in that way that you are expected to pay dues. You have to be involved in specific charity work. You have to organize specific events. You have to devote your time. You have to be at the meetings or else you will have no rank and you will be included in nothing. Um, that also, I know that you keep comparing it to Scientology, um, but it sounds very similar to my upbringing um, in Mormonism, that it's very Absolutely. much like, and I mean, listen, 
My siblings, my siblings listen to this. Uh, maybe one day my parents will listen to this. So I don't want to say anything too disparaging, but a lot of what you're saying definitely reminds me of like the, you know, there's a there's a social structure, a hierarchy structure of like appointments um, that are done. And then if you don't live up to that role um, or become inactive, then they're not going to continue to include you if you don't pay your tithing. Um, that's something that you're led to believe will lead uh, will lead to repercussions from God that he won't bless you as much. Um, they don't say it in that many words, but it definitely, there's a financial investment. There is a donation of your time investment, and they also do charitable work. Um, they do days where, I mean, it's all good stuff. Like they'll go clean out like the reservoir or like help somebody move. But if you don't freely involve yourself in that, and then it's something that, like is viewed as you lacking uh morally absolutely that's very very similar because when i whenever i bring it up my mom kind of becomes defensive and she's like oh well you know we would do school supply backpack drives and it was about having a relationship with god and understanding god more than anything else and my mom became high ranking because she memorized the entire book of Job. That's crazy. That's crazy. And That's a long one, isn't it? I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that was a book. Job could be one verse long and I would still be like, "That's insane. Who is this woman? Her superpowers." It's spelled Job if that helps you, Michael. I still it, don't it know who it is. <laughs> isn't he um Oh, I'm going to really show that my Bible knowledge is lacking here, but isn't he the one who got swallowed by a whale? No. Jonah. Got Jonah swallowed is the by one who got swallowed by the whale. Okay. Sorry. So, that's Megan, embarrassing. You have failed your application. Kevin, Kevin cut that out. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> say, cut that out. I was raised Catholic. I know none of this. <laughs> yeah. And I went to Sunday school for years. <laughs> um, yeah. I, there's a book of Job. I don't know anything about it, but it, I think it's long. Uh, so it's very impressive that she memorized the whole thing. Does she still have it memorized? No. Uh, she does remember, like, pieces of it, but she talks about, like, the pressure of preparing for what was essentially pageants to give them rankings. So mm. you would buy very expensive dresses, get all dressed up, have multiple different questioning sections about what you've done for the community, and then the other part would be them just drilling you on memorization. They'd give you a section. What does that section say? Word for word. That's crazy. Holy cow, dude. Yeah. That is and crazy. She has offered to me, she's like, if you want to get involved, I can give you my book and you can see how I memorized it. And that's just absolutely bonkers to me. The idea mm -hmm. of memorizing an entire section of the Bible just to be part of a group, but then to be regularly grilled on it. Like you have to be on top of it and it has to be like every aspect of it. Like you have to commit fully and live your life socially and religiously in this group. But they, they're like, oh no, we're not a religious group because we include not just Christianity, but Jewish people and Islamic people. 
Do you I, think they're a religion? I, yeah, she's saying she thinks they're not a religion, but a cult. Um, I believe that as well. I think that any anything, she was sort of saying this earlier, but anything that uh, tells you how and what to believe in a way where you don't get to really have full agency over your own life anymore, um, I think that that crosses over the territory. Like, it's one thing to be like, everybody who believes in God, come here. It's another thing to be like, okay, cool, you're here. Now you have to believe in God and also memorize all of this. And, you know, yeah. like it, there's yeah. a lot of... Um, kind of takes away all of your free will. Yes. Absolutely. And it takes away all of your free time. Um, um, the, the other thing I was going to uh, say is that... Um, I think I lost it. Uh, I think that I was saying that by doing that memorization... Um, and, oh, making that determine their status. Um, they're really only pulling from, like, a certain sect of individuals who can memorize things really well. Um, and then making that determine their status and their social structure, I think, also qualifies them as a cult instead of a religion because it's not accepting you as you are. It's saying, you have to be this, prove that like you are this to us and then we'll say like sure you can be at the 44th level or whatever yeah and i think that also ties into if you are not they want like the best of the best the most like they because they want people with potential to become something and to be involved in something top secret highly complicated and you have to be able to keep track of it and manage all of it. I think that's the basis of it, is that they need people who are very intelligent, very good at memorizing things, very good at being diligent, and very active. That's what they require of their people so that they have good members to put into the roles that they need filled. So I think, I think it, it's directly related to, are you intelligent enough? Are you involved enough to actually be a participant in the higher and more secret areas? Of Sounds like trying to play Harvard. <laughs> um, the <laughs> other thing that that also makes me think of is like, I think that that's why they require you to believe in something because they want to see how susceptible you are to believing in something that you can't see. Because if you, if they can get you to give that much then they know that they can probably string you along long farther like well if you can believe in one thing you can't see then why can't you believe in two things you can't see or something like that where i think that they use that as like a baseline gauge that's how it struck me at least because they don't even it could be anything as long as you believe in like a supreme being then that's fine that is true it's mm -hmm. it's been scientifically proven that if you are, if you, like you said, if you are going to believe one thing that, if you're going to believe one thing, like for example, something that requires, you know, what we would consider, I don't know, religious, that you are bound to believe a lot of other things. Because like, if you see most people, they take it all as like, you know, that it's like, you know, it's face value. So. Yeah. And I think that they do want diligent non-skeptics they want people who mm -hmm. aren't going to question who are just going to accept the answer that they're given 
but are also going to be good at keeping their secrets. Because even my father, who, you know, he's, he's in and of himself a whack job, but he still will not discuss the secret work that he did with his Demolay group. And my mother still, you know, 20 years of separation from this group, she said, if you want to know more, you can always become involved. And then, you know, still won't tell me what secret work she did. And she's like, well, there's no malice in it. There's nothing bad about it. But it is a secret aspect that is moving pieces behind the scenes that has power that we don't realize. Do you think that um, even though she says it's nothing bad or whatever, do you think that there's something illegal about it? Because that like is also a kind of a key component. Um, one to quieting members even after they're not members anymore. Uh, and also uh, to running a cult is basically obtaining some form of collateral against the people underneath you. So that way, even if they leave... They won't talk because they did something illegal or they did something embarrassing that they're ashamed of. Um, but if they stay, then they definitely won't talk. And they're bonded by the idea that other people around them know their secret. And so and still like accept them and still talk to them. So all this to ask, Absolutely. do you think it's illegal? Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I, OK, I don't know whether or not it's illegal. I don't know whether or not my mother's secret work was illegal. I also don't have any reason to believe that what they were doing behind the scenes was not illegal. If they're mm, involved honestly. in putting people in power and we recognize the corruption that exists in our political system, if they're moving funds around and having meetings for specific people how could you not think that something nefarious would come out of that power? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's crazy. <laughs> Dev says that's crazy, but quietly. <laughs> um, it's uh, absolutely so I wanted crazy. To ask you, I wanted to ask you uh, one question to like more clarify what, what you think. What do you think is a, a difference between a religion and a cult? I think... Religion comes from your personal desire to connect with something greater. And I think that a cult is something that feeds off that. Like, like I you think mean that, that cult is just like the extreme of it? Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily, just something that takes advantage of your ability to believe in something. Like, um... Okay, so like a religion would be like, you're, uh, you want to find God. That's really cool. Like, let's all like find God together. Yeah. Uh, whereas a cult would be like, oh, you want to find God? Cool. So in order to find God, you can no longer uh, drink caffeine. You can no longer uh, show your shoulders. You can no longer um, a lot show of your religions knees. have those exact same restrictions. Are they religions? I that's think exactly that what I'm saying, there right? But is those are established mentality in the basis of all modern religion that mm -hmm. is organized. Organized religion is just a gateway drug to cults. 
Mm. And that's that's my personal belief. But I think that a cult just needs you to believe something unconditionally. Yeah. And that's all they need to take advantage of you. And I think anyone could fall victim to a cult and believe it truly. I don't think it requires anything other than a willingness to believe in something fully and wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Wouldn't you say that religion at the same time requires those things as well? Like, I was born a Hindu, okay? And like you said, like, there's no search together for God. There's already these, you know, statues and scriptures already saying, like, these are the gods that exist and you have to believe in them, you know? And so there isn't, like, much room for freedom like that, you know, not much room to, like, think either. Well, I think that there's a, if I can chime in here, I think that there's, like, a a difference in the idea that a cult, in order to belong to the cult and stay a part of the cult, Mm -hmm. you are forced to follow these certain doctrines. Whereas a religion, it's only non-optional when it goes to places like government or law, like Sharia law, for example, things like that. When it's taken religion to uh, a state, uh, you know, position, when they're actually enforcing those things, then it's extreme. It can be compared to cultism, but like if the religion itself, you know, following the religion, believing in the God, if that itself does not force you to comply to these things, you know, like nobody's forcing you to comply to these things. It's an optional thing versus a cult. You're actively like being a, a part a, of something. That would be a huge gray area because it is. Well, and I think I also want to take a step back from the cult versus religion, because I really do feel like that is a matter of personal opinion, personal experiences kind of compiling. I do want to focus on Freemasons, whether okay. or not they are sure. a cult. I think they're an interesting organization. Um And, like, I definitely have appreciation for the cult versus religion versus all of that, but I think that we could dig ourselves into a hole forever and talk about that forever. And we could probably do that with Freemasons, too. Um, But I do think it's important to establish what is a cult and what is a religion when talking about groups like this, because the people on the inside will always tell you that it's just religious practice. Mm. Um, and so I think that there is something valuable in saying, or maybe something that we could all agree on is a cult is a group of people with a shared belief, which I think is a religion. When you insert power dynamics and control, Mm. that's when it becomes a cult. And there's nothing that we're saying that says that some modern day religions, uh, especially organized ones, don't have cultish aspects. Absolutely. But I think that um, that is a good description of it's also definitely a founding principle specifically of cults is, well, then there has to be a person in charge it seems and like then he starts to become the deity. There's some sort of like controlling and information involved. Right. Like it seems like that's like the, uh, you know, thing like control in general, I think. Is I think yeah. control. Because because when you're not telling everybody, you clearly think that, you know, like you said, that some people are just more established and they deserve to know more than other people, you know. 
Absolutely. And um, it creates a hierarchy that makes people crave that crave to reach that next level, which Mm. requires a certain Mm -hmm. level of more extreme devotion. I mean, my mother didn't graduate high school, but she spent seven days a week working with Job's daughters. And I do attribute it to that. I do think Mm -hmm. that my mother can committed herself so completely to this group that she wasn't able to achieve in her other aspects of life. Well, as somebody else who didn't complete high school, I did it for completely unrelated reasons um, or didn't do it, I suppose. Um, But uh, I was going to say that. Oh, I don't remember. We're going to have to cut me thinking about what I was going to say. I'm not cutting anything. No, <laughs> maybe Nothing keep talking cut. about other interesting stuff that you found from your parents because I know that you you interviewed them yeah. and I I don't know what the right questions that. to I do, ask. I do have her, one but... question though. Um, whenever it's something like moving up degrees or moving up different levels within, I guess masonry specifically, is it like is it a result of specific actions that you take that will like level mm. you up on a guarantee, or is it more like a job where the promotions are more or less arbitrary? So. It's kind of a combination. When my mom describes how she became Honor Queen, she says that she did all the memorization, and I fully believe that she completely memorized, but you also have to be voted in by your peers. Mm. So you have to be able to do what they want you to do, but also have like good social standings. I think that that really preys on, like, our human need to want to be liked and included. And that's so scary to me because I struggle with that all the time. I want everybody to like me. I want to be included in everything. I can help you out. Don't you worry. Even even in the things that I hate. Um, And thinking about people having to vote for me as, like, a popularity contest is horrifying. Well, and also, it's not like you run a campaign to become Honor Queen. Mm-hmm. Everyone just has to like decide it. So, and, and it's usually people higher ranking. They'll have masons come in and judge the jobs. Mm. So it's like a, almost like a personal campaign. They, yeah, it's it's a personal campaign, but also you're not supposed to look like you're campaigning. Uh-huh. If that That's makes sense. Yeah. So you have that to they... act like you want to be high ranking, but you also have to act like it's okay if you don't get it because you understand that only the Masons can give that to you. It's very creepy um, to have a bunch of younger women be judged and assessed by older men. Always, in every circumstance. I, I think well, are and they style. didn't get, one thing that my mom said is, they didn't give us specific points for how we looked. But we were expected to present ourselves in a certain way. And if your robe was placed wrong or this or that, then they just might not pick you. So it it was like beauty pageants with crazy memorization of the Bible in a room full of old men who were very high ranking and people who you were supposed to respect very highly. And so you do have predatory power dynamics worked into that. Absolutely. That's so creepy. I I feel the exact same way about it. Um, I considered joining for a little bit when I was in high school because I was like, well, what if I'm missing something? 
Like, mm. I want to know the secrets. I want to, like, they can tell me the secrets. And that level of secrecy makes it so that people come to you asking for it. They want it. And that's why they don't have to go out and recruit and they can maintain their secrecy because people who really want to know and who really want those answers will jump through all the hoops you give them and you'll end up with the most loyal, most committed people. Um, I was also reading a bunch of articles that were like, the Freemasons have no secrets. That's the big secret. And <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. That's very, like, I, well, I don't know. Why That's do people just... stay involved if there were no secrets? If there were no secrets to maintain, then why would my mother, when I say, what's your secret work? She would, she, why couldn't she tell me there aren't any secrets? Like, yeah, that's the secret. She can't tell you. The secret is that there is no secret, but that there is a secret. It just folds on in upon it. That's like, it's like classified political information, right? Like everybody thinks that because it's classified, that it means it's bad or it's important, but actually it's just nothing. Would you believe that she has more secrets if she said she didn't have secrets? Or would you believe that she has more secrets if she said she has secrets? Which she has, she okay, does right so now. like given the opportunity to pick between my mom saying, oh, I have no secrets. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing secretive going on. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, my mom does say, I have secret work that I cannot tell you. While simultaneously saying, if you wanted to go to like a commencement ceremony or something that is put on by them, you're absolutely invited to watch, but they're not going to show you everything at those. It, it seems like uh, I would not be surprised if there's things going on, but I think they're no, I wouldn't be surprised if they're no more nefarious than something that, anyone else individual would try to pull off because I would think insider trading is probably a huge thing for Freemasons. I oh. would just assume so. That's the first thing, Absolutely. first illegal <laughs> thing that I would label them for that I would be like, yo, this is, would be for sure happening. Like, cause you just have a bunch of wealthy, powerful men who want more power and more wealth. And they already have a secret structure to rely on. And they know they already have people. It's like, oh, I know I can trust you. So of course you're going to get information from them. And you know that information for stuff is going to be reliable. Second, isn't going to be either traced back to you or to them, you know, and there you go. Yeah. And you can't brag about or post about being a Mason yeah. or like a Job's daughter online. And so, you can yeah. get absolutely shunned for being like, hey, I'm a Mason, ask me anything. Like, yeah, bye. Like, they would have none of that. So That's interesting. Like, <laughs> my mom actually was shocked. One of her former Job's daughter friends who's still involved in Eastern Star shared a photo on Facebook mm -hmm. of their Bethel in a private group. And everyone in the comments, my mom, like, showed it to me, which I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, <laughs> we're like, let you in on one you're of not supposed to post this. And she's like, oh, this photo is 25 years old. Like, I don't see why I can't post this. And they're like, no, just like this information. If somebody else, like one of our friends saw this or somebody shared it, 
you would be showing people something that they're not supposed to see, even though it's just a photo of a bunch of girls standing in front of like a symbol. <laughs> Actually, I think I have a screenshot of that one. I can send it to y'all right now because it's, really it's interesting. interesting and it's very dated, but. <laughs> Such, I mean, I used to work um, inventory at a at an electronics store. I guess I'll not oust myself. I'm sure it, at some point it either has or will come up. But uh, they they it's a big company and they were uh, always very adamant about, hey, you can't take any pictures in like the back of house area. You can't take any pictures back there of anything or of you doing anything or of you in the shirt or like even if it's just against a blank wall, like you can't do that. You can't post that to like social media and stuff like that. Like it's you will get, I don't know, fined, uh, fired, any number of things. Even on snaps that he sent to just me, he had to um, like black out the logo for them, because it's it's clear that they have competitors and there could be information that would, you know, show strategy or any number of things that, you know, could go to a competitor. Maybe it shows the brand of like a, a scanner that they use that's more efficient than what the competitors are using and then they'll find that. But it doesn't make as much sense, in my opinion, for like Freemasons. I don't I don't see a competitor for them or how that like why the secrecy uh, on that type of stuff about like anything would make sense, I guess, other than the fact that, you know, s keeping it secret makes it more enticing and makes people more interested in joining, I guess. That and I think the competitor is any other organization, any um, other mm -hmm. way to achieve success as we know it, you know, any mm. way to get mm -hmm. yourself up there because my my stepfather currently is working with a a company that is privately working to get people into outer space without naming the company that he's working right. for. Right. If they want us to talk about them, they'll pay us, Megan. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> they uh, so so he's a rocket scientist and he works with top secret coding with military contracts. I know that. Um, and it wasn't until he got that job that he showed interest in getting involved. And so in, in recent years, mm. since he's gotten into that position, he has asked my mom, who's like, oh, well, you know, I'd be interested in maybe getting involved with that in a church group because I feel like it would look good. And... I mean, he's already in a high-ranking position. What more could he gain from joining Masonry that wasn't enticing to him before? That's really and interesting. And I think it's greater power in a better position than what he's at now. Well, and in other facets, probably, where, like, you know, he could... Why would you settle for just being in a high-ranking position in one facet of life if you could be in a high-ranking position in multiple Absolutely. Why not get that ego boost on everything? Because once you get a taste of the power, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll have I'll have that in another area of my life. That feels good. Yeah. And, and with top secret clearances and everything mm. he has and currently being married to a former honor queen of Job's daughters. I'm sure that looks great when you're mm -hmm. joining the Masons and you could get your way up there up in the Masons really quickly with just those credentials. And I do think that having those credentials gives you more power 
in the Masons and gets you into those more secret meetings because they have meetings to organize meetings that are public. Um, that's what I read when they said, uh, I Googled like, so what do they actually do? Like they get together once a week. What the fuck do they do? Um, and on their, on their website, they said there's two aspects. Um, first they just, uh, it says, firstly, business must be taken care of just like in any organization. Uh, so the minutes of the previous meeting are confirmed, accounts finalized, and projects planned. So they go over the last meeting at their current meeting, and it's like this time warp thing. And then they said the second thing uh, revolves around an ancient ritual, which might include initiating candidates uh, raising members to higher degrees or installing a new master and his officers. All is done as a, in a formal ceremony that is centuries old, blah, blah, blah. But basically, all they said they do is confirm what happened the last meeting as far as, like, minutes and stuff, and then they just raise people up or let people join, and then that's it. That's all they do at like their lodge meetings. And I personally don't believe that. I think that's bullshit. You can't get together once a week just to promote people into higher positions. So that way at the next meeting, they're in a higher position. So when you talk about minutes, like, does this make sense? Like, it, yeah, well, it doesn't well, make they sense. also plan events. So my parents met at a Demolay dance. And I think that this, again, ties into them wanting bloodlines, mm. where they want Demolays to meet with the Job's daughters and the Rainbow Girls as, like, these eligible bachelors or the Demolays, and you have all of these, you know, well-trained or whatever women who come in and host the dance, and it's all run by women, and they're in charge of getting the snacks and everything, and Eastern Star is the group that monitors what's going on at these dances and the music that they're allowed to play and whatever else. So this is a uh, like recovered memory for me as you bring that up. Um, Mormons also have dances uh, that happen once a month um, where it's where basically anybody between 16 and or maybe it's younger because my little sister can go to them. So, uh, but like 14 uh, and 18 goes to these dances and it's every Mormon youth in the area uh, will get together and it's a way for them to commingle with other single teenagers in their area. Um, and I mean, it's not as, I, they're definitely chaperones, uh, but it's basically a time for you to meet new people. It's like very famous that like boys will just walk up to girls and ask them to dance, even if they've never talked before. It's like definitely encouraged as a way to meet new people. Um, Absolutely. And, it, you know, they talk about obviously you can't marry somebody who's not Mormon or you can, but it doesn't go well in my mom's case or in almost anybody's <laughs> case, I'm sure. Um, but uh you know, it's encouraged for them to, like, commingle in the same way. It's maybe not necessarily about bloodlines, but definitely having similar beliefs, similar lifestyle plans, um, and getting them while they're young uh, so that way they can build a life 
together from the get-go. Um, one thing that I do have to say, my mom loves margaritas. And there was one specific time where it was me and my sisters sitting around the table. And my mom was two margaritas in and my mother does not drink very much. But when she drinks, she drinks margaritas and she gets stupid. And same girl. She, We've all been stupid margarita <laughs> drunk. And she specifically, like, my sister was like, yeah, well, I'm sure there was a lot of human sacrifice and stuff being very dramatic towards my mom. She's, my mom's like, it's not a cult. And it wasn't human sacrifices. It was goat sacrifices. <gasps> so everyone was like, what? And my what? mom was like, you don't kill the goats. You sacrifice things to the goats. Oh, oh I, that's cute. And I was like, <laughs> still sounds like maybe satanic. <laughs> Wait, you sacrifice things as in like flowers? So Toes like carrots. Oh, that that makes a lot of I sacrifice food to our dogs every day. Yeah, we have seven animals. We have more than seven, but I don't know. So much it. sacrifice the fish. happens. Yeah, we sacrifice all the day. time. I basically let pancakes single-pottedly destroy my Hogwarts castle. That's a big sacrifice. <laughs> I fucking built that from the ground up, from nothing. From Sacrificing Legos. Sacrificing carrots to a goat. That's just so funny because it, it's, like you're feeding a goat. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you remember when we went uh alpaca shearing uh it's just yes. like sacrificing food to the alpacas absolutely yeah <laughs> it, so respecting animals is a good foundation i'm here for that yeah so it like again it's not like they're like killing anything which is why my mom's like it's nothing nefarious they're not doing anything bad in their goat sacrifices yes there is a goat yes there is a sacrifice but we're not killing anything we're just feeding them carrots I and that's the ceremony. I wonder if there's so, something to like the just framing it as a sacrifice automatically puts you in a state of mind uh, mm. that makes you like more susceptible. Like because then you you've invested, you've sacrificed. Yeah. That's like yeah, probably right. Yeah, of course. And then when me and my sisters brought that up later on, she was like, "Oh, I would never say that." And of course, me and my other two older sisters were like, "Yeah, mom totally admitted to goat sacrifices." Yeah, but like, we have the receipts, mom. <laughs> yeah, we were all there, but you know, that's really the only time that she's ever broken secrecy on something that she wasn't supposed to tell me. Was the one time she slipped up where she was like, it's not human sacrifices, it's goat sacrifices. And I <laughs> was like, it. mom, that's not better. Like, we love a good drunk mom moment. <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't doesn't have very many drunk mom moments, but the ones that she does are always creative. You know, every time that I've seen my mom drunk, she's wanted to go to Walmart with my stepdad and buy hot chocolate or like something crazy she just same girl she she just loosens up and she's just crazy she just wants to go everywhere and do everything and she is definitely the drunk adventurer and i think that it, that would be the secret to getting my mom to tell me what the real secret work was was like just four margaritas her. deep like my mom would in. start talking <laughs> Um, so you mentioned, I mean, your mom obviously still, even though she's an active, has a favorable, favorable opinion of Freemasonry. Um, yes. Did your, does your dad still have a favorable opinion? I mean, even if he won't talk about the secrets, I mean, there's obviously a reason he's not still active. No, my dad 
so the conversation that I had with my dad about it went along the lines of, Hey dad, can I ask you questions about masonry? And he was like, yeah, but I can't answer most of them. And I said, okay. Fair enough. And I was like, can you tell me what was involved in your secret work? Because I had talked to my mother and the answer was just plainly no. And in my past experiences with talking to my dad about it, he's like, oh yeah, it was a cult and there was nothing good or bad going on there. Interesting. I think he has kind of a neutral opinion on them, but he's like, it's a whole bunch of kooks and I wouldn't want it for you guys. When I was interested and I asked him, I was like, yeah, dad, do you think I should become a Job's daughter? He was like, don't do that. Mm. (laughs) So he doesn't, I don't think he thinks highly of them. I definitely think that he would never be involved again with Mm -hmm. them. I think that he believes you have to be crazy to stay in it for a long time. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Cause I was reading, I think I like stumbled upon like Ohio Freemasonry. So definitely, I don't know how that was the first search result, but they had mentioned that they have, you know, probably 15 to 20 people who come to their meetings weekly, um, but have like a registered 150 people. Um, but those are like that, that gap of, you know, 130 people are just people they don't really see. Um, and so I wonder how many people have felt either not necessarily wronged by them, but uh, feel like something derogatory has happened uh, with the Freemasons or something and have have chosen to to walk away um, that just can't talk about it for whatever reason. I also think that if you ask an active Freemason whether or not there is a 44th degree, they're going to tell you no. Mm. So those other registered members who aren't at their regular meetings could be people who are in areas of Freemasonry that they can't even talk about. That's really interesting. Do you think it would be that many or like more of a 50-50 split? Like, do you Probably think there are that many? Split. I yeah. don't think there's that many because I think it's difficult to get that involved. Mm. I think it's tricky to try to get that involved in masonry and make it that far. But I also think that there are a lot of older people who are registered masons who aren't super involved because they're 80 years old. Yeah, I guess there's that too. And they're retired. Like, my grandpa is technically still a registered mason in Colorado. Is he doing the legwork for it? Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> but he did in his younger years. He's yeah, in his when he was younger, he was doing all the meetings. He was committing completely. He was getting his kids involved in it. But <laughs> now, no. So I think part of it is just it's been too long, and a lot of these people are really old. And the other part of it is that they're not going to admit the levels that everyone is involved. Yeah, that's interesting. I am. Um, I also think that it's really confusing, like with Freemasons specifically, uh, because they do a lot of like pro bono work. There's this, um, I don't remember if it's Stripers Hospital or something yeah. like that. Oh, um, Shriners. Shriners, they also have a yes. Circus. Did you know that? 
No, is it free? No, you have oh. to buy tickets. But that oh. was something that my parents did. They took me to Shriners Circus. Interesting. And well, I- they, that was a whole nother experience in and of itself. They had like a specific station for like, if your kid goes missing, um, where they would take your weight and a picture of your kid and like put it in a bag with like some of their hair and their fingerprints so that you can identify your kids if they go missing, which I feel like, again, that seems very like well-intentioned, but it felt like kind of a weird thing to have at the circus. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart idea. Let's be honest. That's actually a pretty good idea. It's a good idea. It's just really strange to have. But it's out of place there. (laughs) Yeah. And also plants an idea in your head that wasn't really there in the first place. And that's weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like, gosh, well, I guess. Yeah. If my kid goes missing, I would like to have all this information. But also, like, (laughs) why are you preparing me for all my kids to get missing? Like, that in and of itself is a little sketchy. But no, anyone can go to the Shriners Circus. Um, They do still have, like, exotic animals and stuff. So, like, elephants Mm. and tigers. So And bears. Oh, my. Yes, and bears. They had, like... (laughs) white tigers all kinds of crazy things and a whole ton of cow uh, clowns and other animals and, and other horrifying things and other horrifying things um, because that's what it is and lots of strange hats and funky rings and my mom's like oh yeah i know what group they're from and i'm like well, that's so that's weird, the, mom. <laughs> that's the thing that's like listed because apparently there are these pro bono hospitals. Um, yep. I know that there's one in Boston that it, that's owned by the Shriners, and now I assume is funded a hundred percent by circuses. Um, but uh, they do only like pro bono work, and so a lot of people get a really favorable opinion and a curiosity towards masonry because of that because they will go there they'll have to go there for whatever reason and have all of their medical treatments comped and then they'll be like well they gave me you know free cancer treatment like i was gonna die and then they gave me an affordable way for that to happen so it's another thing that's how they get people to think highly of them (laughs) it's just they do these things that like are obviously good like giving people free medical care that's obviously good and Mm -hmm. taking care of kids school supplies for different Mm -hmm. schools that's obviously good but what else are you doing where you feel the need to like save face yeah it feels like clout um but like at what cost it's like what are they trying to hide like if they're doing these many good things what are the bad things that they're doing they're trying to make up for it also, like, how have the Masons figured out free health care and we haven't? Like, <laughs> also <true>. that. <laughs> Let's Side just let note. that one sink in <laughs> deeply. Again, you know, I say this about every week now. Fucking vote, please. It's the most important thing you can do. Please vote. Please vote. Please encourage people to register or to help register other people to vote. Mm-hmm. Get out. Vote. Be heard. And, All of that good um, stuff. and you too everything. can be as, <laughs> as influential as, as a Freemason. As a Freemason. Yeah. No, 
I don't think you can be as a Jason. You're gonna have to memorize more of the Bible before you can do that. Yeah, that's so insane. It seems like yeah, Freemasons are probably like the thing that you can just deep dive into and probably never come out. <laughs> there's always more to find out. That's how they get you. There's always more to find out. You gotta find out all the secrets. Yeah. And I I think the reason why the general public doesn't have a whole lot of information on Freemasonry is because that's the system they want. Mm-hmm. They actively benefit members and <laughs> you know experiences from keeping the secrecy and keeping everything locked down because it makes people go, ooh, I want to learn more. How do I get involved? Mm-hmm. Especially ooh, when you see them in a good light. More. How do I get involved? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practically a commercial, I know, but... <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that's also probably how they have managed to exist for so long because they haven't just been open to all people. I mean, they say that they are, but... Um, but they're yeah. not. Yeah, they're not. They do really want, like, a very specific type of person. Yeah, and if you do something wrong, they will put you on a list where you're not allowed to be involved anymore. That was another thing that my mom said completely was, there are people who used to be involved who got blacklisted and are not allowed. I think another uh, telltale sign of a cult is probably if you can be excommunicated from the society, uh, it's probably a cult. Wouldn't that be such a unique thing to put on a Tinder profile, though? Yeah, I like long walks on the beach. I'm a Scorpio and I was blacklisted from Freemasonry. That automatically make me interested. (laughs) I can only hope that that's what this podcast achieves. Like, I hope that me joking about goat sacrifices, which I hope that that gets me put on a list where they're like, she's giving away the secrets. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it. (laughs) You're not. I was going to say, yeah, we'll suddenly realize this episode has like an exorbitant amount of listens. And we'll be like, did they... Did they, they all us? listen to this? That's so crazy. <laughs> the official podcast of the Freemasons. Wow. I yes, I would subscribe. I want to know, but I also <laughs> don't have... I know that's just their system working against me. And yeah. it's the only reason why I would be interested is out of sheer curiosity and wanting to know the secrets. Well, being able to identify that in yourself is a good thing, because I think then you can stop yourself while you're ahead. Which is something that a lot of people don't have. They get Mm -hmm. caught up in something and they don't realize that I was so busy looking for the secret that I didn't realize that I gave away my entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, um, thank you for all of the info. Is there anything in closing if you had to pick just like one thing is there anything that's so important that we know uh goat sacrifices don't mean they kill goats i guess that's my closing <laughs> that's important for sure that's some new thing i learned today right there yeah goats don't yeah. just assume that they're killing goats left and right okay sometimes they just like to feed animals Honestly, I can get on board with that so easily. Uh, If there was a cult just built around feeding animals, I would be fine with it. I'd be like, all right, take me. 
Take me. I was bound to fall prey to something. That's how they this get you, it. though, Megan. Yeah, That's how I they would get both of us. In. We'd be like, I get to <laughs> eat it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's Megan's exactly. about to uh, apply for uh, Freemasonry. Listen, I, I heard something about goats. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, where the fuck did you hear that? Okay, well, um, yeah, I just... It's... Also, don't get involved in cults and vote. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't, Thank you don't very much. Don't to, co- uh, to cults. I mean. Thank you very much for sharing your very unique insight. I might add to this, you know, because you always hear about this, but you never get to talk to someone who's who actually knows. Yeah. And knows, I know. You know, family members, immediate family members that were in there and affected by it. I am. Yeah. I know. I know a ton more about Freemasonry than I mm-hmm. did just a few weeks ago when I brushed over it in my DIA <laughs> uh, spiel. Now it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely something down there. I have to find out. Well, yeah. Like, why? Why would they be involved in the building of an airport? Yeah. That's really weird. Like, well, because they were masons, and that's what they did. They built things. Because I asked them about that stones. specific question. Yeah. Why mm. is there a plaque at the airport? And she's like, well, probably because they were involved in building it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> tell, it, tell us. There we go. Like, that's now we know. Nice. Yeah, because I, I guess I, I said it as a fact, but I guess it is more uh, speculation. Um. They just, they were like, no, they were just definitely a part of the commencement ceremony, but they didn't actually build the airport. Uh, the other thing is, um, my older sister told me that Boulder built a, a, or has bought a ton of land just to make sure that um, nobody can build on it. So the city of Boulder has just like a ton of land surrounding. Um, and the only reason that they, they own it is to make sure that nobody else can build on it, which mm. is also very fishy. Because if they build on it, what are they going to find? Tunnels? More bunker. Yep, more bunker. Who knows? Probably. Yes, that is it. just a side note. But uh, yeah, thank you for um, interviewing your parents, doing the work so I didn't have to. You're, you're welcome. I <laughs> totally enjoy doing it. Anytime I can poke my parents about this, I love to because even I learn more every time. Like I had no idea that my mom's uncle was a 44th degree and she's mm. like oh but they'll tell you that's not real but it is and i was like okay mom nice she's <laughs> got some hot goss the real ass sources right here mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> okay well, right, well i think we're good then i hope you guys have a good night um you, you have too. a good night you thanks too. for coming yeah, yes thank, thank you. you for hopping in and now we're gonna do our our outro our official outro (laughs) thank you guys for listening if you had any thoughts about that or any thoughts about what you want us to talk about um you know where to email us not an expert pod at gmail.com or hit us up on instagram or twitter that is definitely going to be made uh by the time that you listen to this uh anywhere really Uh, um also know that uh i'm completely open to any topics just like megan did uh approach me with a topic that you know about and i have no qualms about interviewing you just uh do the work like megan did and interview all the people around you who might know something about it um but uh yeah maybe we'll bring you on (laughs) (laughs) uh otherwise um 
Thank you to my siblings yet again. You guys are the real MVPs. Thank you to my coworkers yet again, the real MVPs. If these if these boys have sent out this podcast to anyone they know, thank you to you. Thank you to any random listeners. And uh, we will see you next week. Not an expert podcast. Yay! I said yay at the wrong time. Does it matter? No. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do the chicka chicka last time. It's not consistent, okay? We do it.